0: So let me read our text scripture today. It comes from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, my title for today is Important Black African Christian History in the new testament come on say that important black african history in the new testament tell somebody we're going to talk about important black african christians in the history of the new testament let me say to everyone happy black history month amen this february 2022. 1926 begins as negro history week by the black historian Carter G. Woodson. Black people had begun in the early 1900s recognizing the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln on February 12th and Frederick Douglass on February 14th. Of course, these were the major leaders who helped us get delivered from American slavery. That's why they began celebrating their birthdays in February. Carter G. Woodson in 1926 and his organization, the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, begin Negro History Week to remember and recognize the history and accomplishments of Negroes. And that's what we were called back then. Remember the word Negro comes from the Spanish negro, meaning black. To recognize the history and accomplishment of Negroes, black people in America, Woodson wrote, quote, if a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition, it becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. So he begins Negro History Week, and then as it develops over some 70 years In 1970, black educators and black students at Kent State University in Ohio begin to recognize and celebrate Black History Month throughout the entire month of of February. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a result and as a recognition of Black History Month, it begins to spread all over America. And then six years later, In 1976, during the United States Bicentennial Celebration, President George, Gerald Ford, sorry, President Gerald Ford recognizes Black History Month throughout America. He urged Americans, all Americans, to, quote, seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor through our history. Wow, we didn't know that, did we? As black Americans, we enthusiastically remember, reflect on, and celebrate the history and accomplishments of our African American ancestors and colleagues as we have struggled through the evils of white European racist behaviors and sins against us as African descendant, melanated-skinned peoples. Can I hear somebody say amen? Ah. Especially in this day and time when certain white American groups are rejecting discussions, books, and truthful teaching about the history of the racist oppression of African American people within American systems for 200 plus years of the enslavement of Africans to build the American economy. Hallelujah. The 19th century Jim Crow segregation of black people as a continual underclass to even today's pervasive police brutality of black people to prevent our equal societal rights and behaviors. In this context, we continue to celebrate black history. As black Americans have and are learning that significant black history is not just an American reality, 12.5 million African peoples were captured from Africa during the Atlantic slave trade. Mm from approximately 1526 to 1867. African peoples were forcibly and criminally taken on ships by European slavers to countries adjacent to the Atlantic Ocean all over the globe. Hallelujah. This happened. Yes, black history is also the project of learning about black African peoples who now have histories all over the world. We are an African diaspora, a dispersion of African peoples throughout the globe. That's what black history has taught us. Yet we are learning that black African history is not just about the histories of black African peoples during and after the terrible horrors and injustices of the European Atlantic slave trading period. Like all humans around the world, we have a long history of African peoples in Africa. We are learning to discover. Furthermore, one of the greatest discoveries of black African descended biblical scholars is that the Bible is full of black African peoples in its covers. Can to hear somebody say amen? Black African peoples who have been the neighbors of and at the center of God's work of salvation in the people of Israel, whom God produced to be God's light to all human peoples and through whom God brings the Savior of the world for all people through his Messiah, Jesus. In light of the wonder of Black History Month, hallelujah, I believe I am led by the Holy Spirit to move us to focus on important black Africans within the history of New Testament Christianity come on let's look at that amen come on again my title is important black African Christian history in the New Testament we're going to have three parts God has always wanted to reach all humans part two important black African Christians in the New Testament and part three conclusions what have we heard and received from the Lord today part one God has always wanted to reach and be in relationship with all humans in the world. Can I hear somebody say amen? God's biblical intention has always been to reach all human beings and be in saving, transforming relationships with all of us. Our central sermon scripture is this, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, John records Jesus' discussion with the learned scholar of God's law, the Pharisee Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Jesus tells Nicodemus, most assuredly, this is John 3, 3, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see I'll add she the kingdom of God then Jesus tells Nicodemus in John 3:5, most assuredly I say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit he or she cannot enter the kingdom of God wow Nicodemus has some questions about how does this happen being born again by the spirit of God Jesus acknowledges to Nicodemus that God is doing an amazing miracle in the earth through Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is the Son of Man, the promised Messiah of God? He says it here, Jesus further says to Nicodemus in John 3:13 through 17, "No one who has no one has ascended to heaven, No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, talking about himself. That is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And we know that's going to refer to Jesus being lifted up on the cross. So that whoever believes in him, Jesus, should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 16, 316. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, heard that word, the world through him might be saved. Here's our text, our central scripture today, God's amazing promise. From the truth of words of Jesus, the Messiah, again, for God so loved the world, that's all people, Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whoever in the world believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Come on, let's say hallelujah, 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 Woo, glory, hallelujah. Before Jesus even goes to the cross and dies as the human sacrifice to pay the debt of God's justice for all of human sin, Jesus declares that he will be given for the world, his life given, so that everyone, whoever in the human world will believe in him, will not perish but have everlasting, receive everlasting life. Here is a clear expression of God's love for all of humanity and God's desire to transform and bless all of humanity. It is the good news. Come on, say good news. The good news of Jesus for all humanity and to all humanity. These words of Jesus express, express the plan of God to reach all human beings beginning with God's promise to Abraham, whose name was given to him by God in Hebrew, meaning father of many. Listen to this. Genesis twenty-two, eighteen. 18, quote, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. On earth for nearly 18 centuries, 1,800 years, God brings about his plan of salvation for all people from Abraham, producing the people of Israel from Abraham's son, on to the birth of Jesus the Messiah, the anointed of God. God sends more than 300 prophecies, Ah. Uh, through the Hebrew scriptures, within the Old Testament writings, that his Messiah will come, not only for Israel, but for all the nations, all the human beings on earth. Come on, let's hear, I want to hear somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So listen to this prophecy that God gives Israel, who lives 700 years before, not Israel, gives Isaiah the prophet who lives 700 years before Jesus is born. Isaiah eleven ten. Listen and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people for the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place will be glorious. The root of Jesse. Jesse was the grandfather of of David and Jesus is the descendant of David. Amen. Hallelujah. And here the word translated Gentiles is originally the, the Hebrew word goyim meaning nations. It has always meant all the non-Hebrew, non-Israelite, non-Jewish peoples of the world. So in John 3:16, we hear Jesus predicting to Nicodemus the fulfillment of God's plan. For these many hundreds of years to send his Messiah, his son, to reveal God's love to all human beings. For all humans who will believe in Jesus, who he is and what he has done to save humans from sin and separation from God because of human sin. Again, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Later, after Jesus is resurrected from the dead and is about to ascend up into heaven to sit at the throne of the right hand of the heavenly father as king of kings and lord of lords, Jesus says to his disciples, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Jesus spoke to them and said, go. (laughs) He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Amen. Notice Jesus tells his disciples to go to all the nations. The word translated into English nations is the Greek word ethnos. Does that sound like, sound like something you know? It's the word, we get the English word ethnic from, I can't hear nobody say amen. Hey, Jesus is saying, go to all the ethnicities of the world, all the peoples of the world, and make disciples of them. The word disciples in the Greek language here means make students of them, learners of me. In other words, teach them about me about who I am, what I've done, teach them to observe all things I've commanded you, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you as you teach all the ethnic peoples of the earth. I believe the early proof of God's will to reach all peoples, all different ethnicities on earth, is that black Africans become some of the early believers in Jesus. Woo! They become important early Christians recorded in the history of the New Testament. Come on, remember, we're talking about important black African history in the New Testament. So now, part two, important black Africans within the history of New Testament Christianity. In honor of Black History Month and to the glory of God, I believe God wants us to look briefly at some of the black African Christians in the New Testament Scripture. We will look at the man of Ethiopia, the Ethiopian eunuch, Simon of Cyrene and his sons Alexander and Rufus, Simeon called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and various African peoples in the crowd on the day of Pentecost who become believers in Jesus. Now, how do we know someone in the Bible is black African, an African of color with melanated skin tones? How do we know an individual in the Bible is African of African descent as we think of Africans today? In other words, how do we know an ancient African is what we call black? or an African person of color rather than a European in Africa. The book, The Black Presence in the Bible by Reverend Walter McRae is an excellent classic resource that helps us. uh, Reverend McRae points out the genealogical table of nations found in Genesis chapter 10, 1 1 through 30. We learn from it. First, African, ancient African peoples of color are the children of Noah's son, Named Ham, Ham means hot or heat. Some scholars also say burnt or black. Ah, you get it? Mmm. Uh huh. Probably referring to the heat of Africa, from the temperature there and the sunlight. Therefore, the people have darker-toned skin. Uh huh. Uh huh. The sons of Ham, says Genesis ten six, are Cush, or Ethiopia, Mizraim or Egypt, put, or Libya, and Canaan, ah, Palestine, Israel, ah, Ham and his sons represent in the Bible black African peoples from the southern parts of Africa below the Nile River to northern Africa and above it to the lands of Palestine, Israel, and what we call the Middle East and southwestern Asia, ha. Huh. These African names and terms will be used through the Old Testament and New Testament to locate African peoples and persons in the Bible. Additionally, if any of these Africans were mixed ethnicities, (laughs) today they would still be considered African people of colors, not not, not Europeans. Isn't that right? According to racist traditions, one drop of black blood, huh? One African gene or one African ancestor makes one black. I can't hear nobody say amen. (laughs) I did my genealogy on on Ancestry.com. I'm 85% African, 15% European. Guess what? I'm black. (laughs) Woo! Glory. Incidentally, Jesus had African genes in his DNA. And we'll learn more about that from his African female ancestors in his genealogy through David, huh? who had Africans in his genealogy through the Canaanites, the Canaanite women, hey, 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 that are in his ancestry. So Jesus had some African genes in his ancestry. I can't hear nobody say amen. Ooh, glory. <laughs> so let's focus now on important ancient black African early Christian believers in Jesus recorded in the New Testament. First, we'll look at the most obviously African and most well-known early African Christians, and then we will progress to lesser obviously known African Christians and perhaps less, no, lesser known as Africans in, in, by most people. First, the man of Ethiopia, the Ethiopian eunuch, Acts 8, 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord came to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia. Ah a eunuch of great authority under Candace the queen of the Ethiopians who were in charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot he was reading Isaiah the prophet then the spirit said to Philip go near and overtake this chariot so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and saying do you understand what you are reading and he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which you read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before his shearer is silent. So he opened out his mouth and his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation for his life was taken from the earth? So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask of you, whom does the prophet say this Of himself or another man. The Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road they came to some water. And the eunuch said see here is water. What hinders me from being baptized. The Philip said if you believe with all your heart you may. And the answer said I believe. This African man is saying this. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. The Philip was found as Antaeus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities, till he came to Caesarea. One, this Ethiopian man is a high official in the nation of Ethiopia under the Ethiopian queen, Candace. He's a follower of the God of the Old Testament and had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Ethiopia in Hebrew is the word kush. Mm-hmm. In Greek, Ethiopia means burnt face. Kush in Hebrew becomes the word meaning the lands of Africa, south of the Nile River, south of Egypt, and was met, mentioned in that uh, Genesis uh, 10 Uh, portion we read as one of the sons of ham clearly in this new testament passage ethiopia is a well known african nation interestingly a holy angel of god watch that directs philip the evangelist to the road where he will meet this important ethiopian african man when philip sees him the holy spirit directs uh, philip to approach this great ethiopian african man hallelujah here in this scripture we see god sending one of his gospel ministers supernaturally to a great important african man in order to help him to know the truth about jesus this african man reads hebrew seems aware that the text he's reading was prophecy yet needed to know whom the prophecy was about he was obviously an ethiopian believer in the god of the old testament yahweh we know that one of the ancient queens of ethiopia the queen of sheba in first kings 10 1 through 15 13 had visited King Solomon several hundred years before and probably brought the Old Testament scripture and knowledge of Yahweh back to Ethiopia. Once Philip tells him about Jesus, this ancient African man puts his faith in Jesus as the son of God. The African Ethiopian asks immediately to be baptized in the water, and when they come near water, Philip baptizes him. Then miraculously, the Holy Spirit takes Philip away, causing him to vanish This miraculous encounter of God sending Philip to this important African man of Ethiopia focuses the importance by God on the salvation of this ancient African as one of the first non-Jewish believers in Jesus. Remember, God wants to reach the world. It furthers the theme that God was reaching out to all human nations. Furthermore, as Christian history moves forward, Ethiopia becomes one of the first Christian nations in the world. And although we do not have the story, perhaps it's important that this government official of Ethiopia probably brought the knowledge of Jesus to Ethiopia. Next, Simon of Cyrene, his sons, Uh uh-huh. Simon yes, 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 yes. Simon of Nirene, his sons Alexander and Rufus, Mark 15, 21. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon of Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, and he was coming out of the country and passing by to bear his cross. Simon is the African man the Roman soldiers may carry the cross of Jesus. Cyrene is a city in northern African country called Libya today, which is the land of put designated in the Genesis table of nations Name for the son of Ham. Notice that the gospel writer Mark highlights Simon's son's names, Alexander and Rufus. Rufus means red. Perhaps a name about the color of his skin. <laughs> his melanated skin. Rufus perhaps becomes a minister helper to the Apostle Paul who Paul writes about in his book of Romans chapter 16 verse 13. Greet Rufus, Rufus, chosen in the Lord and his mother and mine. Paul knows Rufus, and the mother of Rufus, Rufus, who becomes like a mother to Paul. Come on, get this. Paul had a black African plain mother. I can't hear nobody say amen. In later Christian history, Simon is written about as an evangelist to the nation of Egypt and is later killed as a martyr of Jesus. Interesting. These three North African Christian believers are recorded in the New Testament. Their father, Simon, probably becomes a a follower of Jesus after his crucifixion when Simon was compelled to carry his cross. Surely he heard of Jesus' resurrection and caused this North African Simon to believe in Jesus. Simon's faith in Jesus probably led to his sons and mother's faith in Jesus. One of his Simon's sons in particular becomes a helper of the Apostle Paul in his ministry. Again, the presence of these North African believers becomes celebrated in Christian history in the early years of the Christian moment movement in the book in the in, in the New Testament. And then another Simeon of Niger, Niger, N-I-G-E-R. And Lucius of Cyrene, Acts 13, 1 through 3. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there are certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit now said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work for, to which I've called them. They They, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. In the New Living Translation of Acts 13, verse 1 is written, Among the prophets and teachers at the church of Antioch of Syria were Barnabas Simeon called the black man. Mm. Lucius of Cyrene, from Cyrene. Niger, N-I-G-E-R, is Greek from a Latin meaning Black or black in color. We know that Niger is the name of a major river in Western Africa running through several West African nations and giving giving its name to the African nations of Niger and Nigeria. We also know that this term is debased to become a racist slur for black African peoples. Put two G's in it. Mm. And part of the etymology of Latin terms for black, like negro in Spanish, which becomes the American-European name for African people in American slavery, Negroes, Reconstruction, and Segregation. These ancient Africans, Simeon the Black, or from Niger, and Lucius of Northern Africa, later called Libya, are two prophets and teachers among a group in the Church of Antioch, mm, uh, whom the Holy Spirit leads to fast, Pray and lay hands on Barnabas and Paul to consecrate them to ministry. Look at this. One of the two hands laid on Paul were hands of a black. With, uh, one of four hands laid on Paul were hands of two black men. And can I hear you say amen? Hallelujah. Black African men. Amen. Hallelujah. Clearly, again, the New Testament has no trouble recording the presence, the contributions of important early African uh, Christians to the movement of Christianity as the way of Jesus to all nations. These two, Simeon and Lucius, are recorded and celebrated as men used by God to consecrate one of the greatest Christian apostles to his active ministry. Let me say here, clearly, early Christian is not the white European's religion. As some people in our community want to say, it is not the product of Europe. From its earliest beginnings, the way of Jesus is a multi-ethnic movement, including ancient Africans. I can't hear nobody say amen. Mm. And then this last group I'm going to look at. African people in the crowd at Pentecost who become believers, Acts 2, verse 7 through 11. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we're born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. On the important day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit falls on all the early followers of Jesus, there are ancient Africans from Egypt and the parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytized Cretans in the crowd. Writer writer Luke begins by writing in Acts 2.5. They were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Notice what catches their attention. When the Holy Spirit falls on the followers of believers, these people of of all these different nationalities and nations hear the followers of Jesus speaking in their own various languages, quote, the wonderful works of God, Acts 2.11. Notice again, God's miraculous approach to many nations, including people of northern African nations like Libya, Egypt, and Crete. Crete is an island off the northern coast coast of Africa where Africans were living. Paul preaches his famous sermon at Pentecost, and we are told, Peter, I'm sorry, preaches his famous sermon at Pentecost, and we are told that about 3,000 believe in Jesus and are baptized. Acts 2 41. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Here, the early church is multi ethnic, composed of various nations. Did you hear me say multi ethnic? Clearly, with African Christians. This early church is not European. (laughs) Hallelujah. It is not, quote, the white man's religion created and dominated by Europeans, but by people of various ethnicities. Part three, my last part, conclusions. What are we, what am I hearing and receiving from the Holy Spirit? One. I praise you, Lord, for these Black African Christians in the New Testament. They prove the truth of your will and words that Jesus is your way to reach all peoples. These Black African Christians are important because they are among your earliest believers in you, Lord Jesus. They are important Christian persons in the early ministry of Christianity, the way of Jesus, our Lord Jesus. You recorded their stories in your holy by your Holy Spirit inspired New Testament. You meant for all human peoples, Hallelujah, to know that these Black African Christians are important believers in Jesus, who lived and helped spread the gospel of Jesus to others too because of these early important New Testament black African Christians I know that all forms of racism are demonic and sinful lies all peoples are humans one humanity can, uh, created by you Lord acts 117 and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth yet all humans have been affected and cursed with sin because of your orig- our original parents, Adam and Eve, you came, Lord Jesus, to save us all. You died on the cross to pay God's righteous judgment for our sins. Any human being who will believe in you, you will receive, who will receive you and your forgiveness by faith will receive your salvation. Romans three twenty for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Three, these New Testament black African Christians are important witnesses to your truth, Lord Jesus. You saved them without regard to their African origin their genes, or melanated skin as barriers. Huh, As an African-American descended person, this lets me know, Jesus, that you truly love me and all African-descended peoples. In fact, you love and want to reach all nations, all ethnicities, all peoples, and all humans through Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are God's good news for all of us. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. By faith you, Lord Jesus, uh, have made us one people, one body in Christ. Romans 12, 5. For we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Hallelujah. Our bodies have become your temples by your Holy Spirit given to us. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? We are one in you. Faith in you, Lord Jesus, Galatians 3:28 through 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. I can't hear nobody say amen. And if you are Christ, then you're God's seed and heirs according to the promise. Here is the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. That God would bless all nations through his seed. We are now God's promised seed. Descendants of Abraham through our faith in the sacrifice and grace of our Lord Jesus, the Son of God. For I can now celebrate our marvelous diversity of skin color, hair texture. Because you have wonderfully and marvelously made us. Psalm 139 voice verse 14 I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well yet now in you Lord Jesus we are a new creation second Corinthians 517 therefore if anyone is in Christ uh, he is a new creation all uh, things have passed away uh, behold all things are becoming new we are your new and holy humanity growing up into your image your likeness by the power of your holy spirit working in us second uh, corinthians three eighteen. but we are uh, with unveiled face uh, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord uh, are being transformed uh, into the same image uh, from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord Heavenly Father although many European humans and some human ethnicities have produced hundreds of years of sinful racist behavior against African peoples indigenous peoples Asian peoples Hispanic peoples using the name of Christianity they have falsely depicted the way of Jesus these important black African Christians in New Testament history show us that is practice are lies and sins that true Christians are not to practice. Lord Jesus, you said in John 3 13, 34 through 35, a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this we all know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. Hallelujah. According to your word, Lord Jesus, raise treating other humans as if they are not the image of God is a sin for Genesis 1:27 says so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them I praise you Lord that these important black African Christians uh, in the New Testament also show us that it is a mistake to conclude that true Christianity is what some in our community call the white man's religion the true way of Jesus is your work Lord Jesus the work of you Jesus for all people God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son uh, that whoever believed in him uh, should not perish uh, but have everlasting life. Come on. Uh, I praise you Lord Jesus. I worship you Lord Jesus. I serve you Lord Jesus. I, I am not ashamed of your gospel. It is the power of God to salvation for all who believe. So what are we going to do Lord Jesus? Are we Are going to love you we're gonna love one another and we're gonna reach people for you we're gonna go into the world and make disciples of all the nations come on we thank you Lord that you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son that whoever believes in you should not perish but have everlasting life come on and praise him hallelujah 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 if today you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ I want to encourage you to do that today God came as the man Jesus to know so that you would know that God is real he came to die on the cross for our sins to pay the righteous price for our wrongs and that by faith in him we receive forgiveness we are forgiven by God We're brought into relationship with him through Jesus. His spirit comes in us and causes us to be born again of the spirit. So I encourage you today to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior if you haven't done it. Or you come back to him if you've gone away from him. Come on, pray with me. Father God, I may not understand everything, but I understand now that you love me, that you came for me. Through your son Jesus, you came to me, Lord Jesus, on this earth for me to die on the cross for me and every human being. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life. Save me and forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I will follow you all the days of my life. I thank you, Lord. Come on, say amen. If you prayed that prayer and believed it in your heart, you are now saved by the power of God. You've become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Come on, learn more about him, grow in him. Tell somebody you believe in Jesus. You'll see great things happen in your life. Come on, let's give God the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And those of us who know you, Lord Jesus, we're going to continue to tell The truth that you've come for all humans, that you love everyone because we see these important black African Christians in the New Testament whom you saved. God bless you. God bless you.